The Grey Goose, Adventures of a Modern Robin Hood. This is your Grey Goose speaking. Oh, good heavens, Roland Fletcher, you are talking like a radio announcer. Well, to continue, I must say we were very annoyed at Inspector Ford's story of how old man crew hoaxed us in that eviction episode... And as you know, we paid the place a visit and discovered Old Man Crew wasn't Old Man Crew. Just as we'd come to this conclusion, the door opened and we hurled ourselves at the intruder, enveloping him in the velvet tablecloth. What the devil? Who are you? Hold on, my dear. Cling like a limpet. Oh, you, you. I'll soon get this gentleman tied up. Ah, <coughs> Good. Even a Michaelmas goose, grey or otherwise, couldn't be better trussed up. Take the darn thing off my head. I'm I'm suffocating. (laughs) Not a chance, my dear fellow. We, that is my companion and myself, are not wearing masks. And strangely enough, conscious as we may be of our prepossessing features, we prefer to remain anonymous. Incog, as it were. Your head, draped as it is, does not permit you to see us. However, I think we ought to allow you a little breathing space. So we'll cut a little hole near the mouth. Oh, cut the cackle and come down to, to brass tacks. Oh, you're just a couple of burglars, am I right? No, sir, you're wrong. We are evildoers doing no evil. <laughs> funny, that. I don't think it's funny at all. You've made a burglarious entry into my flat. Your flat? Ah, then we are addressing Mr. Raphael Crew. Or are we talking to Mr. Tracy something, or Mr. Something Tracy? Come on, don't be coy. I'll say nothing. My fair partner in crime and myself hate obstinacy, don't we, dear? That's right, Carl. Ooh, not the best, my dear. Try another of your 20 radio voices. You said a mouthful, Pod. <laughs> Excellent. Now, Mr. Sanso, would you recognize that voice again? Shut up. What do you want? Your cue, my dear. You tell him in, um, in, uh, voice two, I think. Good. We want to know, cute boy, who you are. We reckon you is both our crew esquire or somebody Tracy. Come on, fellas, spill it. I won't answer that. Pard, have you got that cigarette lighter? I reckon I'll try the flame treatment on his fingernails and make him sing. Go ahead, partner. Here's my lighter. Good. Now, Tracy, you can't move this hand. Give me a thumb or open up. Don't, for the love of heaven. Listen, what have you two against me? A truth to tell, very little yet except that you play an exceedingly fine role as an old man, Raphael Crewe, a man who's been evicted from his premises, his furniture strewn across the street, waiting for a charitably-minded dupe. How do you know that? (laughs) Ha-ha! We are not without friends. Now, out with it. You run the poor old shop downstairs, but you also run this very lovely flat upstairs. My dear, the cigarette lighter... Right ho, boss. No, no, not that. All right. I'm Tracy Baldwin, and I do run a small shop downstairs, antiques and such. Under the name of Raphael Crewe? Yes. No harm in that, I suppose. Oh, not at all. Even I have uh, a trade name. All right, then. What's all this caper in aid of? Just this. We, my partner and I, are now most interested in the beard and makeup of Mr. Raphael Crewe, 
but more in the activities of Mr. Tracy Baldwin. There's a nasty smell somewhere, Tracy. Come on, where is it? I don't know what you mean. My dear, the cigarette lighter. Here you are, Governor. Thanks. You dirty... Shut up. Partner, just see if our friend has a bunch of keys in his pocket. I'm a bit interested in that excellent safe of his. Curse you. Take your hands off me, you... you... Stop. Uh... Tracy, I have only one regret. That you can't see the very charming face of the lady who is delving in your pockets. Got them? Yes, boss. Now, the safe. It's a pretty big one for a private flat. What are you keeping it, Tracy? The crown jewels? Pull the drawers out, dear, and bring them over here. Jumping horses. Look here, boss. Crown jewels, you said. Well, well, well. Tracy, my dear, do you wear tiaras and diamond bracelets when you go social? Oh, shut up and be damned to you. This looks very much like the Malmesbury sapphires. And these, holy smoke, are none other than Saltar's exhibition. Oh, for heaven's sake, Mr. Tracy. Any cash there, partner? A ton of it, boss. What'll I do with it? Do with it? What a question. Do what Omar Khayyam said. Take the cash in hand and um, leave the rest. Good. Now, Tracy, you don't appear to be big enough in heart to be a burglar, so I can only come to one conclusion. You're one of those offences to society. Offence. <laughs> Rather good. Offence is offence. Ooh, terrible, I know. But it amuses me. Ha, ha. Very good. Amuses me, too. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not amused, and if ever I get a chance to get even with you, clever dick, you just look out. I will. And there's something you don't know, smart guy. Did you, when snooping around, manage to hear a buzzer go? I did. So did I. That activates a similar noise in my other place. Oh, yes? And where's that? Oh, that's telling, isn't it? In any case, how do you suppose I got here when I did? The buzzer? Yes, the buzzer again. And when I hear that clever dick, I immediately contact a near police station. Oh, yes, and then what? Then they get a move on and come straight here. And then? You are nabbed. Oh, how very uncomfortable. Now, listen to me, happy Joe. Suppose they do come. They see a safe open and jewels in it of which every policeman has a description. Who the devil do you think you are, anyway? You'll be nabbed for certain. <laughs> no, my friend. Definitely no. We have an alternative. You have... I see you have a telephone. Come. Let me help you up. Oops. Uh, ah. That's it. Now, ring your police station and tell them it's a mistake. Remember my cigarette lighter? Eh? Come on. I'll dial. Clarkenwell Station. Go on, I'm listening. That you, Sergeant? Yeah. Tracy Baldwin here. Oh, yes, sir. Got your call. Just detailing two constables. Tell him it's a false alarm. It, uh, sorry, it was a false alarm. Oh, everything all right then, sir? Uh, yes, everything. Thanks for tipping us off. Good night, sir. Uh, good night. Well done, Tracy Old Scout. Now we can rest easy, can't we? No, you damned idiot. That sergeant has strict instructions not to accept a message from me unless I preface it with a code word, known only to them and me. And that means... You know as well as I do. You and your beautiful partner will be copped any minute from now. Look out of the window, my dear. Careful. Any signs of life? Yes. Two police coming towards this house. Right. It's the back way out for us. The bathroom window. But... No buts. Well, my friend, it seems we have to leave you somewhat hurriedly. So long... No time to lose, Barbara. Here, under my vest. Piano wire. Piano wire? Here, help me unwind it. 
so. Now, link the swivel round your waist. Mm-hmm. It'll bear a ton or so. Don't worry. Right. Secure? Yes. Then out of a bathroom window with you. I'll lower you down by turning round and round. When you touch ground, release the swivel. But you, how will you get down? Don't worry. Leave that to me. Now then, off you go. Ah. Okay. Yes, safe. Now me, just loop this end over the tap. Stand aside, Barbara. Here I come. Let's run. Come on. And leave my escape line. No fear. Watch this. Now, help me wind it round my waist again. My own patent. <laughs> Marvellous, don't you think? That's it. Now, home as fast as Shank's pony can take us. Now, Roly, tell me something. How, after sliding down that wire, you didn't cut your hands to pieces? <laughs> Here's the secret. Old gardening gloves, well resined. But how did you get the wire back off the tap? Oh, that. There's a fine fishing line also attached near where I secured the wire to the tap. In addition, there's a neat little cutting gadget. On arrival on Earth, as it were, I jerk the fishing line. That works the cutter. And down comes the lot. I lose only the little twist round the tap. Marvellous invention. The brainwave of the best cat burglar in London. Oh, and who's he? Just me, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Look across the road. Yes. Hmm. I seem to recollect that face. It's the man who stole the old Dutch clock when old Raphael Cruz staged his eviction act. Barbara? We have a tail. Yes. He'll follow and find out where you live. I don't think so. Wait here. Uh, friend, I require a light for my cigarette. Why, certainly, Governor, I get it. <coughs> a light? <laughs> All is darkness now, is it not so, my friend? You've killed him. Not a bit of it. I've just made it impossible for him to attempt to follow me any longer for the present. Ah, telephone back. Telephone box. Wait a minute, Barbara. Hello? Hello? Oh, Scotland Yard? Oh, splendid. Get Inspector Ford. Ebenezer Ford, please. Urgent. Hello? That you, Inspector? Who is it? <laughs> Robin Hood. Uh, Grey Goose, Inspector. Why, why, what the devil are you... Ah, ah, ah. Do mind that blood pressure, old chap. Now shut up and tell me what you want. I merely wish to acquaint you with the fact that at number 22 Alcott Street, just off Farringdon Market... You will find an antique shop. An antique shop? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in, in antiques. <laughs> You'll just love this one. Your old confidence man, Raphael Crewe. Nor am I interested in Raphael Crewe. Oh, hold it, hold it, old man. Raphael Crewe is none other than Mr. Tracy Baldwin. Ha! You're crazy! No, no. Not crazy. Tracy! He's the biggest fence in England. He's upstairs, bound and blindfolded, or he was, with two cops from Clerkenwell 
arguing the point. Oh, you'll find one of my visiting cards there. A grey goose feather. <laughs> Listen again to the adventures of Roland Fletcher, the story of a modern Robin Hood, the Grey Goose.